Thank you for listening to the Apostle Josiah Aubin Jr. For more of these messages, please subscribe to his podcast and SoundCloud. It's Apostle Josiah Aubin Jr. To interact with him, like his page on Facebook, follow him on Twitter at Apostle Josiah Aubin Jr. you this morning can I preach can I preach um, there is this tagline very popular tagline that is associated with one of the sporting brands giant sporting brands in the in the world and uh, it, 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 it is just do it and it's associated with hey, Nike, okay. And the tagline is simple, just do it. And I'm borrowing from that tagline, and the message is titled, Just Do It. Tell somebody, just do it. Or tell another, just do it. John chapter 2, from the verse 1. John 2 verse 1. Okay. And the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus said unto him, They have no wine. Jesus said unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. His mother said unto the servants, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. And there were set there six water pots of stone, after the manner of the purifying of the Jews, containing two or three fair kings apiece. Jesus said unto them, Fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said unto them, Draw out now, and bear unto the governor of the feast. And they bear it, When the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, and knew not whence it was, but the servants which drew the water knew, the governor of the feast called the bridegroom, and saith unto him, Every man at the beginning doth set forth good wine, and when men have well drunk, then that which is worse, but thou hast kept the good wine until now. 11. This beginning of, of miracles did Jesus, did Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested forth his glory and his disciples believed on him. Hallelujah. The scripture says Jesus and his disciples were invited to a wedding ceremony. This person whose wedding they attended must have been somebody important 
or of notable repute. Otherwise, I don't know how Jesus and the entirety of his entourage are invited to this wedding. It could also be that this person is related in one way or the other because not only was Jesus there, his mother was there. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that the, the, it got to a time at the ceremony that they ran out of wine. And when they ran out of wine, the mother went to Jesus and told Jesus that they have no wine. Jesus' response was, Woman, what have I to do with this? Uh, my time has not come. It's amazing how the mother got uh, felt confident in going to Jesus to ask Jesus or to tell Jesus that there was a problem. It is because up until this point, we are not told of any miracle that Jesus has done. We are not told of any expertise Jesus had in the performance of miracles and in the solving of problems. And so it is interesting that when a problem arose, the mother did not go to a factory to buy wine. The mother went straight to the son and said that these guys have run out of wine. Certainly, certainly, Jesus must have been doing something in the house as evidence for the mother to have confidence in him that when such a problem arises, my son has the capacity to deal with it. Can I preach? Certainly, Jesus must have, must have turned or increased some oil in the house the other day when Mary was cooking. And, 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 and so Mary has seen Jesus do these things so many times in the quietness of his home, of her home, that she knew that Jesus had the ability to do the same thing. And, and when she went to Jesus to tell Jesus that this is the problem, Jesus says that my time has not come. People of God, you've got to understand that there is a time for everything. The fact that you can do something does not mean that you should do it everywhere and at any time. Because not everybody will be impressed by the skills that you show forth and not everybody will be impressed by the eloquence that you display. I have had different experiences at different times where I have been to places even to minister and to prophesy at, at, at the early years of my ministry and I felt and I knew that my time was not up yet uh, because people will receive the same grace you are receiving with excitement, with disdain. I came to tell somebody, when your time comes, nothing can stop it. You, you don't force yourself into doors that the Lord has not opened for you. You don't force yourself into places that, that the Lord has not given you because if you force yourself there it will collapse on you relax and allow the Lord himself to carry you and bring you to a place of prominence cannot preach at all listen Jesus said my time is not up yet he did not say I cannot do it he did not say this challenge is bigger than than I am he did not say this is too big he says my time is not up yet. It means that he had the ability to do it, but his time was not up. It means that he had every ammunition, every skill required to do it, but his time was not up. Listen, you can have all the skills required, yet your time will not be up. You can have all the certificates to get that job, yet your time will not be up. But I see somebody's time coming where nothing can stop you. Somebody's time coming. Where those same places where you failed, you will go there and you will succeed because your time has come. The Bible says in his time, he makes all things beautiful. And I see the Lord about to beautify somebody's life and glorify somebody's life. Somebody say, my time is coming. Uh, the, the thing is, this, if you understand that the Lord is a Lord of divine timing and strategic positioning, you will not, you not, you not, you not worry yourself at all. You not worry yourself. 
you, in your eyes you are growing, but God says your time is not up yet. In, in your eyes, things are not up, but God says your time is not up yet. When your time comes, you see, a baby will be formed in the belly of a woman for, for nine months and, and the first trimester and, and, and it, ha- it comes with its own complications and issues and the baby will be there growing every single day and the baby will be there and the only sign or evidence we will see or know that there's a baby in this woman's belly is that the belly becomes bigger and bigger and bigger and there are scans to show that there is something in there and, and the baby remains there but a time comes when the baby says it is my time to come out. You can hold me here anymore. I have to come out of this place. And when that time comes, nothing can stop the coming of that baby. Even though that same child has remained in the belly for nine months, when that time comes, he cannot be stopped. When your own time comes, nothing can hold you. You may have been at the same position for years, but when your time comes, nothing can stop you. You'll be shifted without struggle. You'll be promoted without struggle. I see your own time coming in the name of Jesus. Somebody say, my time is coming. Can I preach? Jesus said, my time has not come yet. My time has not come. Listen, if you, you force things to happen when it is not their time, you are in trouble. You are in trouble. That is why one of the things I tell people is you must learn to hide and grow. It is a skill you must have. The ability to hide and grow. When you have a maize seed and you want to plant it, if you leave it atop the soil, you are in trouble. Because a bird can pass by, pick it and chew it. But when you hide it in the ground, people will go and come every day. Some will trample on the same place that you have hidden it. And it will rain and it will be beating it in the same place that you have hidden it. But one day, that thing that has been hidden will begin to sprout out because it is hidden and it is beginning to grow. There is some virtue and grace and anointing on your inside that people cannot see yet. It is in there, but a time is coming that it will be exposed and it will come out for all to see. Somebody say, my time is coming. Jesus said, my time. (laughs) Now, now when Jesus made this comment, the mother ignored the comment and went straight to tell the people. He said, whatever he will tell you, do it. Whatever he will ask you, do it. What that means is that in obeying God, it is possible to receive something which is not yet your time. It is possible. Because was it not the same Jesus who said, my time is not up yet. Yet, by their readiness to obey his instruction, he gave them the thing that he initially said, my time is not up to do. So, in, in your obedience to God, you position yourself in a place where you can receive something even when it is not your time. Tap somebody say, just do it. See, whatever the Lord has told you, just do it. He said, trust him, just do it. He said, believe in him, just do it. He said, give, just do it. He said, run with him, just do it. He said, walk with him, just do it. He said, pray, just do it. It doesn't matter how nonsensical it sounds, just do it. Because his ways are not our ways, neither his thoughts are thoughts. Just do it. If you can do it, the Lord will come through for you. Tap somebody say, just do it. The mother said, whatever he will ask you, do it. Do it. You you are not supposed to reason about its intelligence. Does it make sense or not? Just do it. You see, because what, what Jesus asked them to do did not make sense. You know. Okay. 
He said there were water pots at the entrance. Now, these water pots were used by the Jews to wash their hands and wash their feet before you enter the house. So every Jewish house had one of these things. Where usually if it is if it's like a big guest that is coming, then they would have a servant there who would do the washing of your feet for you because you, you may have tarried on your journey. So your feet may be dirty. So they have this pot placed strategically at the entrance to wash people's feet. And the Bible says this house that they were in had six of these pots. And Jesus told them, go and fill the pot. How do you fill a pot that we use for cleansing? We, we, we don't even drink from it. We use it for cleansing. And Jesus says, fill it with water. Does it make any sense? Why wouldn't I bring my finest caps? So I fill my finest caps with water so that you can turn that one into wine. Then I'm drinking out of a vessel that is nice. But there's something about our God. The, the, the thing that is, is used for cleansing that is outside there. That is not regarded. That is not one of the finest things. He says that is exactly what I am going to use to turn water into wine. Some of you are like those things that are outside. You're not even in the inner courts of society. Inner courts of relevance and importance. Of significance. Yet God is saying to you that that thing that you are looking for. I have what it takes to use you and I have what it takes to turn the water into wine that you desire. Only if you can just do it. He said, pour water into it. Pour water into it. Not only that. Then he says, now fetch the water. Now. Put, put that, 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 that portion. That place in scripture. Eight. Then it says, he said unto them, draw out when? Now. He says, draw out when? Now. And do what? Bear unto the governor of the feast. The people just finished filling the water. Then he says, now, draw the water now. What has happened between the time we were pouring the water in and drawing out? What has happened? So, so if you know you let us draw the water, why did you ask us to pour it in in the first place? It doesn't make any sense on any level. Then he says, draw the water and, and, and draw it and send it to the governor of the marriage. Don't taste it. Don't bring it to me to check it. Just draw it and take it. Now, but he says, draw it now. Don't tarry. Don't, don't hesitate. Draw it now and take it to the governor of the feast. At least you have one of the boys. What do you think? Does it not make more sense? Find one of those guys around. Udia, Udia, open somehow. No, 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 feedback. Asana, asana, no sauna. Ona niye. And yet he says, carry it now and give it to the governor. When I read it, I paused for a second. They understood why the mother said, whatever he tells you, do it. Don't ask any questions. Just do it. See, God will demand certain things of you. Do it. It will not make any sense. Oh. Do it. Amen. Just do it. it honestly, if, I, if I, I, I was at this at this marriage, I would have asked a lot of questions. I would have asked a lot of questions. And so also, so you can't say summer governor or say the only correct one. Um, bisashi. Ah, now, wisdom demands wisdom. Demands that you, you will taste it small. But it says, draw it now. 
you, you don't have to understand it all. You just have to believe it all. Just do it. The other day, Jesus was on the boat and uh, Peter and co. Had, had toiled all night. Put up Luke 5.5. 5. They had toiled all night and they had caught nothing. Uh, toil means they had struggled. Toil means they had sweated. Toil means they had made all the necessary moves. They had gone up and down. They had, they had done everything that is required to do. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night and have nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. He says, we have toiled all night. Nevertheless, because you have said it, I will just do it. If he had questioned it without doing it, he would not have received the miracle. In fact, it is his obedience to Jesus that led him to follow Jesus and become a disciple and apostle. Because he just did it, the miracle happened, then Jesus said, Follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Then he followed Jesus. Now, if he had not listened to Jesus, the miracle would not have happened, so he would not have followed Jesus at all. Just do it. Listen, your obedience to God is going to begin a journey that is going to carry you to a place that will blow your mind. All you've got to do is to just do it. Many people would, would doubt Many people will ask questions. Many people would, would be in disbelief. Many people will question your logic for doing what you are doing. Why are you always sitting in church? Can't you have anything better to do with your time? Why are you always praying? Why are you always doing this? You must work hard. You must, what is all this church business? And pastors are stopping your money. And the world will have its own logic and tell you things. But you see, they that, that know their God, we will be strong and we will do exploits. The world has been programmed to hate us. We are not in the same dimension as they are. For the Bible says we are the salt of the earth and we are the light of the world. But the Bible said the other day that, that in him was life and the life was the light of men. So it is his life that actually gives us the ability to become light unto men. And therefore when you operate in the life of God, understand that the world will not like you, but just do it. Just do it. Hallelujah. Just do it. It's a, it's, I saw one poster recently. A bishop in Lighthouse, they had done a poster uh, and they were going to pray, BC. And then people started, look at them. Instead of them to tell the children to go and learn he said they should come and pray. This is what is the problem that is, uh, this is what is wrong with Ghana. This is why Ghana is not going on. I said, please, this is not why Ghana is not going on. Your people that you have voted that are chopping the money, they are the reason why Ghana is not going on. Can I preach that one? The man that is leading the, the people to pray is a doctor. I'm told that his own child is a doctor. Does he not know the value of learning? Do you think he'll just gather them to pray unto God and then not ask them to go and learn? Hallelujah. You see, and, and I was telling someone, I said, okay, now, if they, if they learn all they want to learn, and the night before they have malaria, what would they go and write? Of what value would be the thing that they have learned? There is a place for our own effort. There's a place for, for the water to be poured into the, the pot. And there's a place for God to do the turning of the water into wine. You cannot ask God to step aside so only you carry the water. If you carry it, it will remain water. If you, it will remain just water. Because you cannot do it all by yourself. Just do it. 
Listen, we are in a generation where people can, can you go to a, the malls and you see young children, they are misbehaving all around because they have freedom and we are in a, a pseudo-liberal society. People are doing everything that they want. And yet when somebody is on fire for the Lord and walking the streets, we think the person has a problem. When society thinks people who are misbehaving don't have a problem, but those that are working with God has a problem, then you know we have a problem. That one is the problem. Can I preach? Just do it. Now, 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 we have a generation that cannot, cannot go out there and win souls, even though he says go and win souls. Just, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Rise up and do it. Put your pride aside. I've come to realize one of the reasons people don't do the thing the Lord is asking them to do, because we are coming with our own pride. Mm. If they say go and give it to the governor, you start asking questions, Charlie. If I don't want to go and disgrace myself before this governor, he said, Who brought it to him? He said, Michael Adebaye. I don't want to be the one that people would, you know, I, I don't want to be the one. I have, I have a name to protect. I have a dignity to protect. Listen, the Lord is not looking for people who have the name and dignity to protect. He's looking for people who are dead to self. The people that he can pick and replicate his life into them. That is what the Lord is looking for. I was preaching to a bunch of young people and I told them, listen, the reason why many of you, God will never use you the way you are expecting is because you are too conscious of self. You are too conscious of, of self. You think you have a name to, pre, to preserve. You have an identity to hold on to. You have, you have some dignity. God is not looking for people with dignity. Otherwise, when he came, he would have looked for Pharisees and Sadducees. You know those guys, when they are coming and the bells are ringing and people are giving them way because these are the dignified ones. No, he went straight to the fishermen and pig fishermen and tax collectors and people that they thought were thieves because these people didn't have any integrity or dignity to behold. They didn't. And those are the ones the Lord is doing. Somebody who will say, I don't care what people think about me. I will serve the Lord. I don't care. I don't care what opinion you have about me. Hey, I will die for the Lord. I don't care what you think about me. I am standing with Jesus and nothing can stop me. I don't care what the world says about me. I am standing for the Lord. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. I, I told them, I told them, see, you have too much dignity. Now, you think, you think if I call you now, for example... If I call you and I'm coming to prophesy to you, you, you must come to a place to not have any dignity in order for you to be able to call somebody when God says call him. Call, God says call this person. Okay, you have called the person. Sometimes while the person is coming, God hasn't said anything else. He's, he just said call this person. So what? Call, for what? You are waiting. Then you, you talk small say, give me some. You're going to have to bridge the gap between when, the, when God speaks. And when, you see, because other people will know that you don't know what you're coming to say. So, you have to fill in the gap with a song whilst you're waiting. Okay, God, now I've called him. What next? You understand? So, then, then you can tell him, for example, that, that uh, God, God has taken you to a place. And in that place, everybody is wearing white. And, and Ma Joyce is jumping around.
fun is example. It's example. Look. So in fact, next week, next week I'll continue. Next week I'll continue. What are you talking about? <laughs> you see, you, you must just come to the place to just, just it, it, you, you have to put, the, I've gone to places, I have called somebody, I mentioned a name, the person said, I don't know, I said, I don't care. You don't know, say, you, you don't, me, I know, I've told you. Then after the service, ah, I have remembered, it is my mother's name. By that time, I'm telling you, you'll be shocked. By that time, we have closed the service room and everybody has gone home. And everybody went home with the impression that I got it wrong. But I know I did not get it wrong. I told you the story of how I mentioned a mother's, uh, his own son's telephone number. He says, I don't know. He says, I don't know. Now he keyed it on his phone. God is looking for people like the Moses of this world. He doesn't have any dignity to go and behold, uh, to go and defend in Egypt. He doesn't have... After all, they are looking for him in Egypt already. He's a murderer. He doesn't have any dignity. And yet God says, Why am I sure? Because it is my name that you defend, not your own name. Not your own name. Just do it. Whatever God has told you. Listen, there are many of us, God has told us things individually. Individually. Somebody came to me, the Lord laid on my heart to come and sow a seed. Man of God, the seed will come. I'm still waiting. Since 1942. That the pe- me, I didn't tell him anything. The person said God told him. Me, I was not there. So when God told you, no, what is holding you from doing it? Just. Some of you might see this in your pocket. Just. <laughs> Hallelujah. Listen, listen. The, 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 the world is fighting against the church. One way is, is stifling the finances of the church. Ah, you know the Lord has told you to bring a seed. Just do it. <laughs> Listen, yeah, stifling the finances in the church. Do you know that even though they say that the law is no respecter of persons, the law respects rich people? Oh, you don't know? Ah... Uh, you think you and I, when we get a case, they'll treat us the same way they treat those people. Don't know what you're talking about. You, you somebody stole a, is it a, a phone or something recently. They gave him how many years? 20 something. 15 years. Somebody will steal $2 million, causing financial states. They'll give him 24 months. They'll say you should pay back and go home. Somebody steals one good, they'll finish his life 25 years. Listen, whether you like it or not, there's a certain level of influence and, and power that money gives you, whether you like it or not. You know, you cannot become rich, you, ca- you cannot become president in this country if you don't have money. Oh, you don't know? How are you going to be the president? How? Uh, filing fee. You can't pay filing fee. <laughs> yeah, how are you going to pay for, for of your own party? 
filing fee of your, your both filing fee now. Wow, Jing Huan said, No. Ha! So you, you, you have to understand. That is why the world knows it started from the West. The West. Those days, people who had money were in church. The church was blessed with the, the owner of Colgate and all those top guys. They were in church. And the liberal, the demon of, uh, of, of you can do whatever you want with your life entered into the system and, and, and affected their children. So though, though they loved God and lived for the Lord and, and supported missions of the Billy Grahams and, and we had bunkies and all that, when their children came, they didn't want anything to, to do with God. And money started leaving the house of God. Hallelujah. You go to Europe and other places, when they pay you your salary, was awful. They pay your salary. Pam. Car loan is gone. Pam. Mortgage is gone. The dress the person is wearing for the whole month, no. He used credit card to go and pay. So, pam, they have taken it. By the time he's finished, he's left with something small. How can he pay tithe? How can he pay offering? How can he so He can't do shilling. Somebody say he can't do shilling. Then the chest begins to bleed. Yeah, but they see that Africans know how to support the kingdom of God. And now we are carrying the kingdom and the message back to them. And so they have shifted their focus and they are attacking the income and finance of, of church in Africa again. Just like they did in the West. So now they'll tell you things why you should not give in the house of God. Some of you, what you've got to understand is that there's a seed you will give today that will save your, your, your great-grandson somewhere. It will open a certain door for your son one day. I've been to places to minister. Ah, your father went to a Presbyterian church. The Presbyterian church is called so and so. Your father sowed a seed on the altar. This was the amount he sowed on that day. It was a program. And after he sowed, and, and because of that seed, God is speaking, doing X, Y, Z for you. There was a time um, your husband's mother came here. You remember I gave her a prophecy. I said, I've seen you in a church called so-and-so in London. You are giving a seed on the altar in that church. It's a prophetic program, and you sowed. And because of that seed, your children, you will not understand. You will not understand. Can I preach? Just do it. May, may God bless us so we can, be, we can influence the kingdom of God. Amen. Hallelujah. May God bless us so we can push that. We, we can just do the work of God. We can just work for God. Why has none of your friends stepped foot in Grace Temple? Just do it. Can I preach? He said, me, I don't have any friends, so I don't have any friends. You have a big problem. Are you better than Jesus? The Bible says, uh, from what Pastor Michael preached last week, he did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but he humbled himself. So the man himself was God when he came to the earth. Why would he make friends with anybody? Because he is God. <laughs> who are you? You, who are you? Who are you? Say, I don't have any friend. I'm ending. See, God has given us all the power and all the ability to influence and impact our society. But that has to, or, or that can only come to pass by our total submission and obedience to him. How do I mean by he has given us all we need? You see, in the beginning, he made us like him. But in the end, he became like us. In order that all that we require will be formed 
in us to impact society. Did you understand what I said? <laughs> in the beginning, he made us like him. So God created man in his own image and after his likeness. But in the end, he became like us because God, Jesus, was born and became like a man. Hallelujah. So he gave us the broad spectrum of what it means to be both God and man formed in us so we can impact our society and impact even other dimensions of the spirit. Did you understand that this time? But the only way to work in that dimension of power and authority is by total submission to his will. His will. I was explaining something as I end to a few people yesterday during the prophetic school. I told them, okay, the Bible says that, um, and you will, if you have faith as little as this master seed, you will speak to this mountain and it will be moved. Have you seen that scripture before? Have you seen it before? Okay. How many of you have tried to move Afajato? Why can't you move Afajato? <laughs> The reason is this. If the Lord allows you to move a Fajato to where's your hometown? In fact, Latte, okay. To move a Fajato to Latte. And also who says, I don't like a Fajato being Latte. Me too, I'm using my faith to move it from Latte to Enum. Then, and also for your faith says, Me too, I don't like it in Enum. I want it to go to a promise. Then, Me too, I can't say, I don't want it to be in a promise. I want it to be in a Baza. Then somebody comes to I don't, I want it to be, would it make any sense? No. And it is not the will of God to be moving mountains from place to place. Otherwise, without giving all those places mountains. His will has been expressed in what he has done. That is why I find that is where it is. Now, therefore, for you to go there and purport to move it with your faith is to work outside his will. Do you understand? And therefore, your faith, you are not even working in faith because faith operates within the ambit of the will of God. That is why you can't just go and say, I'm moving this mountain. Kilimanjaro, the way you are in Kenya or wherever, I want you to come to Ghana behind my house. Move into Ndushili. And so, before you can, you can impact the way God wants you to, you must first submit to his will and, and be obedient to his voice. I want you to, in the next one minute, you want to pray, in the next one minute, that no matter what, the Lord should empower you to be obedient to his will and to his voice and to just do it. Please lift up your voice, begin to pray. Begin to pray, begin to pray, begin to pray. Malabasudabaya. Kaliba da hasotas, madalaba da ba shatalaba de zodede boko shandala bradazus, mendele bro vazuli vanda hasatas. We give you glory. Thank you for listening to the Apostle Josiah Aubin Jr. For more of these messages, please subscribe to his podcast and SoundCloud. It's Apostle Josiah Aubin Jr. To interact with him, like his page on Facebook, follow him on Twitter at Apostle Josiah Aubin Jr.